हेलो एवरीवन एंड वेलकम टू अवंतिका डिजाइनरिंग सीरीज और एडीएस एस वी लाइक टू कॉल इट एवरी वीक ऑन वेडनेसडे वी फीचर डिजाइन एंड टेक्नोलॉजी लीडर्स हु शेयर दर प्रोफेशनल जर्नी दर थॉट्स ऑन दर डोमेन ऑफ वर्क एंड डिजाइनरिंग वेर द वर्ल्ड ऑफ डिजाइन एंड इंजीनियरिंग मीट मेक श्योर यू फॉलोअर्स ऑन सोशल मीडिया इंस्टाग्राम लिंकड इन फेसबुक एंड ट्विटर एंड विद दैट लेट्स कंटिन्यू विद योर शो User experience design has always been a rapidly evolving field. Keeping up with the new trends and changes in the industry while also collaborating and managing a team of designers is a challenging task. Being able to deliver powerful, impactful and accessible experiences in a bind like this needs a multidisciplinary approach, managing large teams efficiently and an empathetic connection with the users so how can designers deliver the best possible experiences while collaborating with other designers to know more about this theme in this episode we interact with mayur chaudhary vice president user experience and design at mintra and founder rethinking ux community with over two decades of experiences building products and managing big teams he holds expertise in user interface design user experience design interaction design information architecture and much more and that's why on our journey of discovering designering we talk to him about the dna of design hello mayur and welcome to avantika designering podcast series it's an honor and pleasure to host you on our show today Uh, hey Rohit, thanks for inviting me f- to this podcast, and it's an honor to be here. Super. So let's start with some icebreaker, Mayur. Design is a single combination of several disciplines. I believe the output of design isn't statement of truth, nor is it a philosophical exercise in communication through aesthetics. However, the design should be more appropriate for the target group. to enhance their user experience the question that i have for you as an ice breaker is how can we quantify the effectiveness of our design outcomes so that we can be confident that we are on the right track uh, a great uh, a great question rohit and i believe uh, with the right approach uh, and good problem solving mindset we should be able to quantify uh, our effectiveness of the design uh my understanding has always been that if i have uh, 100 hours i'll try to spend 70 hours in finding the right problem and the other 30 hours in the execution stakeholders collaboration diversity of thought are essential characteristics for empathy and uh, user research is aligned with that 70% of the time uh, the other 30% is more to do with execution uh, of your design on paper your thinking on paper and for that you can choose any tools that you want be it figma xd sketch or any other tool tools are just a medium uh in my opinion this stepping stone starts with the understanding of the entire product ecosystem uh and benchmarking the current metrics be it engagement be it uh, happiness score 
be it adoption rates or conversion metrics and so on. There are so many of them, them that uh, a designer can benchmark it. Once we have benchmarked those attributes, that constitutes the product product success, which is aligned to the business goal. Designers can then craft their approach and then reach to that number, which is which we can call as a success. Things becomes easy when we have a wraparound understanding of the entire product uh, and have a good fair understanding of the user goal and the business goals. Additionally, the, the essence of our strategy is also in choosing what to do and what not to do. Well, well said, uh, Mayur, and completely uh, agree uh, to you know bridging the gap between the user goals and 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 the uh, business goal. And and I think there is always a tussle between um, you know coming out to a common path uh, while doing that. And and those organizations that are able to do this uh, well, uh, you know, go out there to be successful. So really well said. And moving from that icebreaker, Mayur, to now your personal uh, journey. So uh, having an experience of more than two decades in building lovable products and have managed teams as big as 160 plus user experience professional. Wow, that's, that's a huge number. With exposure to products and organization culture from fintech, enterprise, business, startup, B2B, B2C, B2B2C, consulting, services, and so much more. Can you take us through your professional journey? Yeah, sure, sure, Rohit. And uh, this is going back to memory lane. Ah, uh, I'm a physics honors. And as it said, uh, wisdom isn't a product of schooling, but of a a lifelong attempt to acquire one. I ventured into the design profession uh, by virtue of uh, passion and interest. Uh, one fine day, I just downloaded Photoshop and that's where everything started. Uh, I f- considered myself fortunate to be part of almost all the vertical that I can think of, uh, be it enterprise, startup, consulting, services, B2B, B2, B2C. Uh, my, my interest in design and user experience has brought me where I am right now. Uh, I have been part of so many multiple organizations uh, with diverse and unique cultures. Uh, Accenture, Cisco, SAP, NCR Corporation, Canberra, Magibrix, and now I am in Mintra. They are insti- they are institutions to me. Uh, they have shaped me to be what I am today. Every organization has taught me something. Uh, uh, one of the like organization they taught uh, that organization was epitome of process. So I learned process from there. And the other made me learn how to build a sustainable design culture, taught me the success recipe that is optimizing user and business goal. More than two decades, uh, I have been creating and nurturing large teams and building products at scale that does billions. I was also fortunate to work for a company which is a 130 year old company. And uh, uh, to uh, just to put you uh, the, the fact why I joined that company, Rohit, Uh, I joined that company because I thought uh, building product is challenging, but it can be done. Uh, But changing design culture in a hundred and or building a design culture in a hundred and thirty year old engineering led company, that can be a next level of challenge. So I thought, okay, let's take it up. And I was there for two and a half years. Uh, So I'm, I'm enjoying where I am now and couldn't have asked for more. My current role at Mintra, the journey constitutes 
continues to build a digital product design culture centered around compassion, competence and collaboration. I would say the journey has been challenging, fun and rewarding and I am still learning and I encourage everyone who is part of this profession, uh, they should be mentee throughout their life and that's where the entire fun is. So this is what was my journey uh, for last 23 years, Rohit. Wow, interesting, Mayur. This is quite an incredible journey and, and the kind of organizations that you work with. You know, one of the things, Mayur, that I, I wanted to ask you is having gone through this journey, uh, which has been so dynamic, you know, uh, not only in terms of the kind of organizations, but even in kind of um, in, in, in terms of the experience that you've taken. In fact, while you were working with all of these companies, the entire world of user experience design itself has evolved. So how were you able to change the gears and actually build up your skill sets, um, uh, you know, while, while working with these organizations as well? A great question, uh, uh, Rohit. And uh, I have been part of the entire UX design evolution. Uh, I remember I started in around 1999. It was all graphic design, website design. And somewhere in 2002 or three, UI design came into picture in, in India. I would say I was smart enough to upgrade myself, to learn uh, and tweak around what I am doing and how I am doing uh, my work. And then if, uh, eventually I evolved. Graphic design, website design, U, UX de- design, uh, AI VR and now what not? Uh, there is uh, there is a lot in the future. I would say as long as you have a tight hold on what is happening around, uh, what's new and upcoming, I think everyone should be ready to shape his or her uh, professional career. Uh, if you ask me, I don't know what UX design will be there after five years. Uh, leave five years, even after three years, I don't know what or how this will shape. Uh, because uh, sometimes, until some time back, product management and UX design, there was a thick line between them. Now that thick line is has become thin. And every UX designer should have uh, some attribute of product manager. I personally, when I hire someone or, I, uh, or if I connect with any of my team members, I tell them a UX designer needs to be around 70% uh, UX designer. Uh, around 20% they need to be a product manager and rest of them is content uh, person because these three combined together makes a good UX designer and uh, and encourages uh, in-depth knowledge of the strategy, the uh, design thinking, the lateral thinking and even the content which is the key part of it because it handholds every screen uh, it hand, it handholds the consumer and it takes the consumer through every screen so i think these three are key uh, key skills and that's what i have learned like eventually because there is no hard and fast one rule sets for all every organization there is a different culture so i would say a uh, continuous learning is key to everyone and that's where the uh, the success recipe lies hey did you know mintra has partnered with the Ministry of Textiles to support weavers and promote the handloom industries and has pledged to put craftsmen 
and their goods online, giving them access to new consumers and possibilities. Wow, interesting. Uh, that's that's incredible. But apart from all of these beautiful companies that you've been talking about, and and um, you know the kind of work that you've done, there's something else that you've been doing, which is you know building a community of designers and actually adding value to them. Um, uh, you know through this through this entire community and 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 i want to know more about that so in fact when you talk about designers they often enjoy nothing more than expressing their passion with others volunteering and giving back to the community can be a tremendously satisfying and life-changing activity in itself you've done this by establishing and growing a global network at rethinking ux which endeavors to put persuasive experience makers, leaders, and developers together to share uh, perspectives and most important, to learn and contribute back to the community. What I wish to know from you is, uh, can you tell us more about uh, this community? What drives you to do this? And most importantly, where do you find time to do all of this? (laughs) Uh, Rohit, so... uh... Rethinking UX, yes. Uh, I firmly believe that our behavior is a function of our decision and not condition. And I always intended to contribute back my share of learning to the community. Uh, When we we thought about starting Rethinking UX uh, right before the COVID started uh, in 2020, January, I believe. Uh, And we had a plan to have a uh, in-person uh, events and gather around a uh, few uh, folks who contribute to uh, human experience. Uh, and it all started on 29th Feb 2020 and we chose this day uh, quite wisely because it's a day to remember. It was a leap year. We nurtured our vision of bringing every professional who can contribute to human experience. Uh, I'm proud to say that uh, Uh, Rohit, that this is the only community dedicated to professionals from design, product, content, development, marketing, and so on. Because uh, UX is not only about UX design. There are other stakeholders in the company who contribute. And I thought, let's build a company where everyone can come together, talk about it, and contribute back. And that's where we all learn together. Building a community has never been easy. Uh, if you ask me, do you would you like to build one again? And I'll think 100 times. And this wasn't possible without continued support from like-minded folks from the industry. Uh, I remember when I started uh, one and a half years back, uh, there was a WhatsApp, WhatsApp group and we were only four of us. Uh, my team and I have contributed over weekends to build this clutter-free, engaging, experiential learning community. My key takeaways of building Rethinking UX and to help others who wants to venture into community building are will be few of them, uh, like top five if I have to say. Be consistent because no matter how good you are, no matter which designation you hold, it all boils down to how consistent you are in whatever you do. After the COVID started, I have seen on LinkedIn and I have learned a lot from the leaders in the industry uh, when I talk to them that people do start something, but they were, but they are not able to sustain it for long. I think the the great thing for which happened for us, the team that I had, and we are four core members, and we have another four extended core team, 
we are a team of eight we were quite consistent we have seen the ups and downs because covid first wave came second wave came everyone was scared they were uh, they had their own personal problems and we had to judge the sentiments when to do the event when not to do the event because in that mood nobody wants to be part of the events when there is so much happening around so one i would encourage everyone to be consistent if they are planning to build any community second resilience uh, if you stay positive in a negative situation there are high chances you will succeed we thought we will have some spare time over the weekend and we and we created rethinking ux community i am just I, if i can go back and think what i would i would have done on those weekends if there was no rethinking ux i can imagine i would have read few books or i would have seen all netflix uh, series but i am glad that we started rethinking at least this was something positive and we have learned a lot uh, if i knew around 10000 uh, professionals across the globe one and a half years back now i know lakhs of them millions of them so i would say like resilience is the second one third is that time management is the key uh me and all my team members we don't work during the weekdays because all of us are professionals we are engaged with our professional uh, engagement but we have never taken any leave for last one and a half years our weekends are working weekends where we connect with the professionals we connect everyone across the globe we connect within ourselves what initiative and what not you know it better than anyone else because i see you are uh, uh, a busy man you conduct podcast events and other things so i so i would say time management is the key we only have 24 hours and if we can manage the time well i think that's where the key lies uh the fourth one i would say lend a helping hand uh when i was coming up as a profession professional and when i wanted a helping hand i got helping hand a few times but many a times uh, i had a i had to i had to face the problem now i can see there are so many professionals who are uh, upcoming professionals in design product management they want a helping hand they want to learn from the uh, success they want to learn from the failures from the leaders and i think they need uh, someone to guide them uh, there is a knowledge from the book but there is a wisdom from the experience and that's what these communities can uh, give it back last but not the least lead it from the front uh, others will only follow if you show them the way there has not been any day where uh, all of us all the team members we thought okay someone else will do it we have always led it from the front at some point of time we had 13 different initiatives uh, going on we had two mentorship program uh, back to back where the first one we had 150 uh designers and product managers the second one we had 55 or 60 and we had our own own share of learnings in just one year we have grown exponentially uh with more than 120 virtual events which was attended by more than 15000 participants with almost 20000 followers on linkedin now and we have uh, i believe 1600 plus slack members across the globe uh community is growing daily and i would encourage all your listeners to join this wonderful community and harness the potential of community learning this has been a phenomenal journey and this has helped everyone and i'm still uh, helping after this uh, podcast i have a connect with one of the researcher where i'll be doing a, i'll helping uh, him do uh, like ut so all those are quite interesting and uh, uh, i would encourage everyone to build community be part of one community for sure 
Wow, amazing. Um, absolutely. We, we published about rethinking UX, um, you know, in our last magazine at Weave. And, um, you know, a couple of activities that rethinking UX does is really incredible. It's something that all of us uh, should be part of. I'm a member of it. And uh, yeah, uh, 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 there's a lot of learning, as Mayur said. And and uh, it's, it's a huge shout out uh, to all the team members at rethinking US. UX uh, for doing this amazing, amazing uh, job and uh, yeah, be a part of this thriving community. And while we've been talking, Mayur, about your journey, there is one important piece of information. While we spoke about how you've led these large team, we want to do certain kind of learning from that entire experience of yours. You've been at the forefront of user experience and designed to democratize and make apparel and beauty brands available to all. Managing design teams is difficult. Leading them to solve a design challenge and ensure that their priorities are aligned towards the same target is, 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 a, is a huge problem to address. The question that I have for you there is how do you maintain and develop an in-house design team, onboard new members and refine the user experience process. So, uh, Rohit, UX design skill and UX designer as a profession has come a long way. Uh, that's what my belief is. And it's evolving daily. Uh, hiring a UX designer has to be intelligent, scientific, and process-oriented. Believe me, I get into discussions with many of the d- design hiring managers and leaders. How do you hire? And, and, the, and is there a process? And in every organization, I have been changing the process because the situation have changed. One and a half years back, the process was something else. Now, because of the COVID, it has changed. Every interviewee goes through many assessment phase for core skills, team and company vision alignment and priority is given to the future potential. At least I, what I want in any of the designer whom I hire is First of all, this, the core skill has to be there, but I also look at the future potential. If nurtured well, how well they uh, how well they will do in future, because that's what the the, the potential is. Uh, the emphasis is always on the potential, and if nurtured well, can they deliver to the expectation? Uh, my my leadership style uh, is to empower the team members to make decisions and come back with the solutions, keeping users and business goal intact. And apart from quality delivery, building great design culture has been my forte and my interest. Uh, I'm also like responsible for creating leaders for tomorrow. There's a multiple in, uh, initiative intervention that uh, to achieve this goal, and I keep on doing it in any of the organizations. Uh, I think in 2019, uh, in one of the organization, we had conducted around 28 workshop. Uh, educated around 1500 plus developers uh, about design thinking what is digital product design how we can collaborate and that is the onus on us because we are not uh, only hired to build a product usable product but also to build a design culture good usable product is every human right that's what i believe and to deliver a lovable digital product one needs to understand the genuine problem and that's where i said uh, the emphasis should be 70 percent on the finding the right problem a good understanding of uh, 5WH that is why who what where when and how is a must for every designer and that also makes you uh, helps you have a better better understanding of 
what you are about to build. You cannot be a great designer without knowing the problem at hand, your target audience, organizational goals, future vision, and so on. There are so many metrics to chase. We need to have process to help designers do justice to their task. And I'm glad that we have one at Mintra UX design team. And we are evolving as the time goes by. So I think in the current state, uh, two input from me. One, uh, the the hiring manager has to be at least 10x smarter than uh, whom he or she is hiring. Second, uh, when you hire someone, it's the match of both this world. Uh, the other party is also uh, in some way interviewing you because uh, the designer or the product manager, they they are finding a right match because they will look at you as a leader. They will look at you as a team member. They will look at you as an organization. So in some way, every hiring manager also portrays or defines what the culture is any in an organization and where and what to expect from it. So I think it's a very serious process that the both parties goes through. And I think we should be uh, we should do justice to that hiring process too. Well, well said, uh, Mayur. And for all our listeners, Mayur just shared uh, the very interesting aspect of how do you actually go out there and build large teams and manage them. Very, very beautiful and very rich experience to do that. I think um, it is one of the most difficult tasks in an organization to lead people to work with them to to get the work done from them and uh, yeah it's it's a skill that you you know that 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 one needs to master over a period of time and especially within that domain if you put designers which are creative folks with very different you know thought process the challenge goes out there and multiplies as well so while mayur we've been discussing your journey and and your style of management and the community that you built Let's change the gear to talking about the world of design. In fact, there's a very famous saying, Mayur, that the best design is no design. An easy-to-use, well-designed product brings its features and functionality to the forefront only as the user needs them. And um, they work precisely in the way the user needs them to work at any given moment. What I wish to know from you is how can designers build products without adding complexity and mimics the workflow of the users? A great question, Rohit. And I think this should be uh, in the mindset of every designer before they venture into any product design. Uh, A UX designer's responsibility is to make an impact beyond products. And I believe that it's time designers need to act more than talk and listen more than act. Knowing how to articulate the thinking behind our decisions is an import, is as important as knowing what to design. And I think uh, getting to know the consumer, getting to know the user, that's the key. The research and empathy based approach uh, challenges our perceived ideas. Uh, and and also and in in many ways also sets aside our sense of what we think is true to learn what is actually true. Uh, designers should. I tell all my team members, think about what is the solution. The first solution is not not always the best solution, and uh, if you have multiple options, go and revalidate with the and do the research. Uh, 
we talk about empathy loosely but most commonly as a single attribute but there is a need to consider distinct kind of empathy be it cognitive emotional compassionate empathic uh, empathetic empathy moreover deep empathy for people makes our observations powerful source of inspiration i would say the research led design approach is the only way ahead uh, especially now during covid uh, which in turn will lead to reduced complexity and will mimic the user's flow and the mental model i am part of of uh, india's uh, one of the finest e-commerce platform and uh, as a design uh, team uh, our vision is to create products which is research led data informed usable product so uh, i would say uh, research led uh, approach should be the key uh, to remove complexity from the product and make something which your users will love and admire hey did you know mintra offers more than 2 lakh products of over 1000 indian and international brands including the top brands with a distribution area of around 9000 pin codes in india wow well said uh, mayur again in fact while talking about uh, you know building uh, products that go out and delight your customer today accessibility is widely acknowledged as a concept that applies to society as 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 a whole even though some of us may not have an identified physical or neurological impairment it will inevitably affect all of us at some point in our lives you know what i wish to know from you next mayur is how can designers make products that consider the experiences of specially abled users to make our product accessible first and not merely as an add on and i want to say this because you know while 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 mentioning uh, about your journey you mentioned um, about how sustainability uh, design has actually impacted your journey uh and 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 how do you actually create a user experience there uh, a great topic rohit this topic is uh, very close to my heart uh, i have led multiple global products in my previous company to comply with strict accessibility guidelines uh, i was part of a company to build uh, atm softwares for across the globe and you know when we create something like atm software the accessibility compliance has to be at the core because we sell it to every uh, every different companies government and uh, and henceforth and like that, like that's used by everyone even uh, these specially enabled folks my my understanding is accessibility should be in the dna of every designer's thinking and digital product approach uh, sorry to say but most of the app that i see nowadays they are more into creating the delight and while doing so they miss the core about accessibility the most low hanging fruits are the font size the color contrast and and henceforth others are still like far fetched but at least basics if they can do even then we would be able to help uh, solve the problems for the especially enabled folks uh, ownership is on us to reinforce the importance of web and digital accessibility and to show its importance to designers and stakeholders 
uh, and like there is a big gap uh, i see everywhere uh, and and we as a designer and even as a product community we need to improve on that there are multiple reasons why we should invest our time and effort in accessibility uh, one of them is a good usable product is every human's right and that also includes uh, especially enabled folks uh, to bring a perspective in us the disposable income of uh, working age people with disabilities is estimated to be 490 billion per year and these and these are the recent numbers from 2020 uh, and it's essential to involve especially uh, and i think because there are there, there are there is a business on the table uh, and because uh, there are there are uh, consumers who use our app who are uh, uh, who are in some way disabled we need like it is uh, uh, essential to also involve them in our user research uh, generally what happens is we don't put as a demography uh, column that okay some let's add a few of the specially enabled folks i have not i have like never seen them because we just think that okay everyone is fine everyone can see the screen and they can uh, they can approach our product in the same way but i think time has come we need to start doing like research and connect with the specially enabled folks around 2.6 crore human in india fall under the disability category which is 2.21 of the total population and i'm sure that these are uh, not this this doesn't cover all 21 types of disabilities for sure so design should comply with the web content accessibility guideline and a responsible designer should be aware of wcag 2.1 2.2 i think that is going to be released soon in october or sometime during uh, like one or two months down the line but uh, to cut short if you want to start the time is now go and read wcag uh, uh, guidelines it is easily available across uh, the web and start somewhere because uh, product design is not about it's about uh, usable product uh, good looking product but it's also about making it accessible to all specially enabled folks so that should be part of our dna as a designer any pixel that we put on any tool we need to make sure that this should be accessed by especially enabled folks amazingly interesting i i i mean there's so much to learn from this conversation and and so much take home for um, our listeners but in the interest of time here are my quick last two questions for you the next one that i want to know from you is b2b designs have a large market audience which brings countless opportunities that can have huge impacts on our users but this multi target situation is challenging to overcome and likely to bring confusion to the design process what i wish to know from you mayur is what are some of the challenges designers can face while solving b2b problems and what framework can we use to overcome them especially where you've come with so much b2b experience that can help our listeners understand this so uh how to design for b2b and b2c what are the differences uh this is the most asked question on the rethinking ux slack community uh technical technological improvements and innovation all around have forced the industry to evolve and so the consumers but there are different types of consumer there is a b2b and b2c and like that's what we are talking about 
creating a great experience is a liaison between technology, business, and design. Uh, a good UX designer should be well versed with all three, uh, which results in a usable and workable solution. I would say at core B2B and B2C have similarities. However, B2B audience often has needs that they are very different from the B2B consumers. One of them can be uh, unlike B2C, B2B purchases are rarely impulsive. You don't just go and buy the things. There are decision making that is involved. There is approval process that is involved. So the buying cycles are generally lengthier, planned and go through a lot of discussion when it comes to B2B. And that's a major difference, Rohit. Hence, there is a need to provide tools that enables our B2B customers to share product with their peers and take uh, talk about their feedback decisions and the contents of their shopping cart, which other members can also review. Like when you buy something in your office uh, from some B2B application, there is a approval flow and that's where that mechanism has to be there. And uh, that's a like different kind of flow altogether. And the... Uh, and there has to be a scope for the review discussion and the approval in the entire B2B uh, product uh, flow. Also, design and content should speak to both choosers and the users. There are two users when we are talking about in the case of B2B. Uh, users are often concerned with specifications and details. Uh, and the choosers are Users, user base is typically concerned with the cost, reliability and experience and henceforth. But at core, I would say, Rohit, when designing for B2B audience, emphasis should be given on a complex pricing, varied customer segment, which how many permissions are there, how to assign the permissions and a robust customer support system throughout the product journey because that is the core. At any point of time, if our users, they want any helping hand uh, because B2B uh, product flows are complex ones there has to be a way to reach out to them so i would say around 60 percent ux is the same like at both the places but it's the consumer uh, they uh, which differs so we need to think we need to find the right problem for them to solve and give them a flawless experience which helps them to process the uh, to finish their goal and then in a minimum time. So one of the key thing is time because uh, in most of the B2B product, time is the essence. Uh, when we we have worked on multiple B2B uh, application and like one of the benchmark that we do is the time. How much time a, a user takes can take uh, to finish this task? And if we can like reduce even 10 seconds uh, of his or her time to complete that task, I think we have a success at the corner. So. I think there there is for sure a different approach of designing for uh, P2B and B2C and a designer needs to keep that in mind uh, about the different kind of user base that a B2B has. Wow, well said. And that brings me, Mayur, to my last question. At Avantika University, we coined the term designering, a unique mix of design and engineering. Do you believe that each of these ideas can be incorporated together to help emerging designers achieve something exceptional? Definitely, uh, Rohit. Uh, in my decades of experience, the best ideas have come from the pollination of different skills and mindset. And uh, this also exposes the designers to possible restrictions and limitless possibilities because 
when you talk to developers, when you talk to a person who has a different varied skills, I think the possibilities uh, goes many fold. UX design is all about art and science. It's up to us how to balance these two for a maximum benefit, right? Uh, these cross-culture mix of knowledge and mindset will, def will definitely help designers. And that's where uh, for last four or five years, I have been uh, facilitating design thinking sessions and I've seen developers uh, are engaged. The great ideas come from them and uh, it has helped a lot in, in any uh, organization I have been there in the past. Though it is the mindset that separates the best from the rest, but I would say definitely the cross-pollination of two different skills, two different verticals, I think that will help. Wish I could have coined uh, a different term or a name for product and design because in most of the companies what happens you join as a UX designer but you are part of a product management right so like you have done designing wish I could have done product sign or something and I think it's the time that we should do it because we work so closely we work in a collaboration with product and design I don't I think product sign or something could be a good option like the one that you have coined Rohit. Wow, thank you so much for that validation, Mayur. It was amazing talking to you and I'm sure there's a lot of learning for our listeners, uh, you know, in this conversation. Thank you so much for doing this. Thanks a lot. Thanks a lot, Rohit. It was a pleasure. Hey, hello, Arnab. Welcome to our last episode with you, where we are discussing your startup journey and the value that it adds to your customers. So today, let's do this as a change. Let's do this as quick round of few questions and get your thoughts on that. So here is my first one for you. What tools and techniques do you necessarily use to ensure a quality output? Thank you so much for having us today again. And uh, when we actually, you know, talk about tools and techniques, uh, they are never the same, you know, when we uh design the experiences uh, however we we at embed divide the entire journey or prefer you know dividing the, uh, the entire journey into smaller stages where uh we follow a three-step process you know which is uh, discover design and execute now this sets the base for any ux research uh, as such and uh, in order to ensure all these stakeholders are involved uh we we always you know prefer starting uh with a experience canvas workshop where um, you know it it helps bring all these stakeholders together and uh, you know answer a few set of questions now so now uh, the term was again popularized by atlassian and uh, you know since we have all these stakeholders particip participating and answering a set of questions uh, it 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 helps them uh, to get on a single page when it comes to the uh, design output and uh, you know, it also gives us the clarity on what is supposed to be, you know, done. And, uh, you know, it also helps us understand various perspective because there are people involved from various teams in, uh, in, in, in the way that how, how they see it, right? It uh, answers the questions revolving around their competitors, uh, who are their target audiences for which they are, you know, building the product. Uh, what is that they are trying to sell? Uh, what is their unique selling point, which is the USP, right? Uh, what are the minimum features they are targeting for their MVP? And uh, also if they have any proposed solutions for the same, right? Um, 
and this this uh, not only helps us get the clarity but also you know help people from various other teams like i mentioned uh, understand various design processes you know uh, because as for most of them uh, the final output is just the visual design uh, this also ensures then you know conveying that uh, what all efforts uh, goes behind uh making that visual design right uh so that's that's uh, again one one thing this caters to uh then we define the market needs the uh you know the the personas and uh, and after this uh, discover phase we move to design where uh we define the customers or the user journey um the the tasks they would be doing um not just in case of a happy flow where uh, you know everything everything seems perfect but also you know we we consider multiple use cases where uh, you know even if user selects any particular option uh, apart from the happy flow or something which has been defined in terms of completing an action um, they have a solution for that as well right right uh, you know in the in the product so that you know it adds up to the um, better user experience uh we also define the information architecture how they'll be going with you know with the with the particular set of information how can we do the uh card sorting and you know actually sync and merge the the information tabs so that you know people don't have to uh spend a lot of time in searching for the information they are looking for um you know after which we actually move to the final stage which is the execution uh where we design the uh, wireframes uh you know the navigations how they will be interacting what they will be interacting uh we plan the micro interactions and then finally we move to the you know the the final prototype uh so you know it th- this is the entire process we follow and uh, you know this this en- this ensures that uh uh we are able to align uh you know the needs of the business and the users and ultimately providing a better user experience and a quality product why don't you define customer experience for our listeners in simple words it is a way in which you interact with any product service or system in order to complete a task wow that's interesting here is my next one user experience is expensive but impactful <laughs> indeed well said Here is my next one for you. A must read for gaining knowledge in user experience design is The Design of Everyday Things by Don Norman. Wow, I'm sure this must be an exciting one. And moving on to my next question, as a client, what can I expect as a first question from you for a minimum viable product? What's your idea? Wow, that's interesting. Here is my next one. I will be glad to do business with Embed Design because well uh, simply because we embed customer experiences for your brand wow that's well said thank you so much arna for doing this with us hey there we hope you enjoyed our show do write to us on ads@avantika.edu.in We look forward to your opinions, feedbacks and suggestions of speakers you would like us to host on this show. Do tune in our channel next week on Wednesday for a new story on Hubhopper or wherever you get your podcast from. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn and Twitter.